Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Welcome to season two, episode zero of <laughs> Zero point one. No, just zero. Just zero. This is the episode where we're gonna be going over like the system we'll be playing, the setting we'll be participating in. Uh, Sam and Dylan will be creating their characters, which I'm sure they're both very excited about. Because Cam is DMing. Yes, I'm the DM this season. Uh, if you listen to our season one retrospective, you already know that. Bonus points for you. Yes, <laughs> you have earned a gold star. Just to review, though, the system we're playing is called Into the Odd mm. by Chris McDowell and Johan Noor. Um, Those are such art, good names. Art yeah. and graphic design courtesy of Johan Noor. This is a gorgeous book, um, by the way, people. Highly recommend looking it up. Yes, it's an incredible book. Uh, published by Free League, wh- whose praises we have sung many times before and on this we'll podcast. To sing. Yes. Sponsor um, us. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, compared to D and D, especially a, a rules light game, which uh, I selected because I wanted the system not to get in the way of our setting, which is going to be mm-hmm. uh, the Island of Neverland from. Ooh the Peter Pan stories by uh, J.M. Barry. Yeah, not the Disney ones. Barry. I mean, we can take inspiration. Yeah, from... but those aren't copyright free. But but for legal reasons, we have n- taken for no legal inspiration. Just yeah, for, Barry. <laughs> for legal reasons, we will be using no sound bites or recordings from the Peter Pan movies because... Or from Steven Spielberg's hook. Oh. As, as much as I would like to because the sounds and sights in those movies are fantastic... Um, and we will well, absolutely most, be not taking inspiration from the Hugh oh. Jackman movie. Oh no, guys, we can't use the Steven Spielberg one, which means we can't use that awesome hook theme. The <laughs> just like that, yeah. Oh, it's so great! I, it's I love that song. It's oh dang! Good. Oh, part of me, me just died. <laughs> first things first, we're gonna roll up some characters. Oh man! Um, All right, let's do it. So rolling a character is pretty quick in uh oh into the odds so first thing we're gonna do is your classic uh ability scores okay. which there are three of we have strength which is fighting fortitude and toughness we have dexterity which is grace athletics and reflexes and willpower mm. uh, which is confidence discipline and charisma you're going to roll 3d6 for each ability score okay dropping anything and nope just a straight 3d6 all right, that's 11. Are, is, <laughs> I'm going to screen cap this because I don't think you'll believe me. I rolled two sixes <laughs> and a five. <laughs> nice. Dude, I just did two. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> All right, one. Oh, that's much worse. That's a three, a two, and a four. So that's a nine total. Oh, I don't have anything under 10. Nice. And my last one is... Can I sign it anyway? Can I assign them anyway, or does that have to be an order? Oh, sure. Yeah, you guys yeah, can I got go a 10 for my anyway. last one. So I have 17, 9, and 10. <laughs> it doesn't I'm, specify in the I'm rules. I'm a one-trick pony. Um, <laughs> I think it'll help you guys set your characters apart from each other if you're yeah, able well, to assign Yeah, well, this will help decide what them. I want my character to be, too, because I'm really good at one thing and nothing else. Let's see. I'm, I'm the strong boy. You're the strong seven, boy? I have 17 strength, 11 dexterity, and 13 willpower. Okay, I think I'm going to put I think I'm gonna put my big one in willpower. I think I'm going to be a very confident dude. We got a bookish 
sort of uh, intelligent. Yeah. We sort of got a um, the characters from Of Mice and Men. I yes, what their names yes. Are. <laughs> Except that Sam's character is actually pretty intelligent also. Yeah. <laughs> Above average willpower. Unfortunate. Um, say a 10 is like average yeah, I'm above average. Un- so I've got Boy. 17 willpower, 9 strength, and 10 dexterity. Like it. All right. So next, characters start with a uh, D6 hit protection, which is a measure of their ability to avoid life-threatening damage. Four. Uh, two. <laughs> Can I re-roll? <laughs> hmm. uh, well, so as we'll find out later, your uh, hit points are not the only... Uh, they work differently than they do in other games. Okay. Uh, partially because of who you're playing in the setting and partially because of the rules of um, Into the Odd. So when you take damage, and we'll go into this again when we get sort of to combat um, early on in the season, but when you take damage, first you take HP damage, and then you start taking strength damage. And if your strength is reduced to zero, that's when you die. So it's sort of damage starts affecting your ability to act and do things, which is a little bit more representative of just clubbing somebody over the head over and over again until one of them falls down. Mm. So now we've got your HP, your stats. We're going to figure out what kind of equipment you guys have. Ooh, okay. Um. So, Sam, I want you to give me your highest stat. 17 strength. 17 strength. You have 17 strength and 2 HP. Okay. Uh, According to the table, you start with a pistol, a net, a trumpet, and a prosthetic leg. Do I have a normal leg? Is that just (laughs) an extra prosthetic leg? You have an extra prosthetic leg. Uh, It could be. Depends on how you want it to work. It says it in italics, so I'm sure it intends for that to be some a physical aspect, but there I see no reason why you can't just be carrying around a prosthetic leg that you In case I'll need it. Um <laughs> so pistol, prosthetic leg, net, and, and trumpet. Yes. Do I have normal yeah. clothes as well, or do you have to like work those in? No, you have you have regular clothes. And you start right. naked. I'm gonna use the right. net. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And very carefully placed prosthetic leg. Uh, Dylan, what was your HP and your highest stat? Uh, highest is 17 willpower and 4 HP. All right. Uh, 4 HP, 17. You start with a musket, mm. an accordion, and no, yes. uh, no nose or sense of smell. Either or. You can choose to not have a nose or you can choose to just not no have a sense, sense of smell. smell. Oh, man. Yeah. Wait, so if he... Okay, never mind. Yeah, he doesn't have to be missing his nose, but he does. I love that I start with a musket and an accordion. I got my priorities straight. Right. And uh, as for weapon damage, uh, Sam, your pistol does a D6 damage, and Dylan, your musket does a D8 damage, and it it does blast damage. Okay. What oh, that's blast? right. Sorry, it's a it's a bulky. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. It's the there's two different bees. There's B for blast. Uh, yeah. There's uh like a blunderbuss would do blast damage, oh, which sure, makes it sure. more effective against crowds. Uh, musket has the bulky. Sick. So that's your starting equipment. Love that. 
right. So now we'll just kind of sort of get into a little bit of the rules. Yeah. Um, the core die of this game is a D20, much like D&D. What? However, <laughs> instead of, you may notice those ability scores don't uh, work out to any sort of modifier. Yeah. That's because instead of rolling a D20 and adding a modifier to try to meet or exceed a certain value, instead you are rolling a D20 trying to get under uh, your ability score. What happens if it ties? Um, uh, equal to or under okay, the appropriate okay. ability score. One is always a success. 20 is always a failure. So well, I'm going to have a bad time with my uh, strength and dexterity. <laughs> we're, we're taking those D20s down. We're flipping and reversing them. Love it. I know um, exactly which D20 I'm going to use for this. I'm going to take all my ones out of dice jail. Turns. Generally, players take their turn before any enemies. If there's a risk of being surprised, characters must roll a dex save or be unable to act on their first turn. Uh. Um, on their turn, players can act in any order they wish. Okay, so you so guys, you there's not... There's not as much of a structured initiative as there is in D and D. It's kind of similar to the way Morkborg was. Cool. Um, Just do. <laughs> on their turn, a character can move and perform an action. T- attacks are detailed on the next page, and for other risky actions, the referee calls for the character to risk at risk to roll a save. For example, attempting to trip an opponent might force them to pass a strength save to stay on their feet. Attacks. This is what I was have been excited to tell you about. Um, That's how you the, kill us. In the, well, in the retrospective, we talked about how combat slows things down a lot yeah. of the time. Um, in this game, there is no roll to hit. Sweet. Oh, wow. Uh, an attacker rolls a die dictated by their weapon and subtracts the opponent's armor score. Their attack causes this much damage. Attacks that are impaired, such as firing through cover or fighting while grappled, roll d4 damage regardless of the weapon. Similarly, attacks that are enhanced by a risky stunt or a helpless or vulnerable target roll d12 damage regardless of the weapon. And that's that. Wow. There's no, okay. s- there's no standing there whiffing at each other for I minutes love that. at a time. Um, that's, I like that a lot. Yeah. If you hit somebody, it's because you hit them. If you... <laughs> It's not that hard to it hit somebody so with simple. a sword when you get right down to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and plus, because HP is not necessarily, as I said, a measure of your actual health, but as your ability to soak or avoid a hit. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah, I, yeah. Dig, I dig that. <laughs> it's nice, right? Yeah, that'll be fun to play with. Um, Especially for uh, our listening audience. Uh, and as I mentioned before, there are weapons that cause blast damage, which is mm. just makes blast. them better against groups. Uh, when an individual takes damage, they lose that many HP. If they have no HP left, that they are sense. wounded. <laughs> and any remaining damage is removed from their strength score. Ooh. Uh, so when you go down to zero HP, any excess damage is removed from your strength score. Then you have to make a strength save to avoid taking critical damage. Yikes. Okay. Character that takes critical damage is unable to take further action until they are tended to by an ally or have a short rest. If they are left for an hour without being tended to, they die. Yikes. Um, This will be an appropriate time to lean over to the setting book real quick. Mm -hmm. You guys are playing as pirates who work for the infamous Captain Hook. In this version of our setting, uh, Captain Hook and his pirates are bearers of a curse. Um, 
very similar to the Curse of the Black Pearl from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, with a slight twist, you and all the other pirates are active at night. Uh, you present as a normal human, flesh and blood human. But during the day, when the sun rises, your flesh kind of vanishes and you fall apart into a pile of inanimate bones. Sam has done an excellent drawing of his character. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I can't I... draw, so I will not be doing that because you'll just see a stick figure. <laughs> uh, Missing he's very skinny. Uh, beyond just the idea that uh, death and combat and damage works differently in Into the Odd, death is going to work significantly differently here in Neverland. Yeah, for you I bet. <laughs> um, and that actually will allow me to create some much more challenging... Um, yeah, you can just encounters. have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, without having to worry about stopping the story to f- explain why a to, random to new us. guy just showed up because one of you died. Now, there are objects called arcanum or arcana that are used in Ooh. Into the Odd. You may encounter some here in Neverland that I, I sprinkle arcana. around. Uh, they're basically magical items. They There are different rarities of them. They come in all sorts of shapes and sizes, do we get and they to do loot all them? sorts of things. You do get to loot them. Yes, I love looting. I like looting a lot. Is that your character voice? I think so. Yeah, I think he's going to be lot. real. <laughs> so moving on, we get to ability score loss. If a character has their strength score reduced to zero, they are dead. If their dex or will are reduced to zero, the character is paralyzed or mentally broken, respectively. Oof, it cannot and, can, and cannot act until they have a full rest. So every well, time they you, die, you just, they lose you just one. Just nap it off. You'll be okay. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Reactions. When the group encounters another being, the character initiating contact must pass a will save to avoid an unfavorable first reaction. Mm. Some encounters are always hostile or always friendly, but all have the potential to change after first contact. This sounds right in theme with us. <laughs> uh, groups have morale. Um, if you're fighting a group of enemy. I've, I've so I've incorporated this into my campaigns always. If there's a leader that takes gets taken out, yeah. I love morale just as a concept for like combat and stuff. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty straightforward concept. If half of their total group is lost, then they have to make a save or they break and run away. Same with if a lone combatant is reduced to zero HP, they have also have to make a save to I love that. see if they it's a great mechanic. Uh, flee or not. Let's go ahead and define what a short rest and a full rest are. Short rest is a few minutes of rest and a swig oh. of water recovers all of a character's lost HP. Resting may waste time or attract danger. So a little more forgiving than D&D's one hour short rest. Yeah. yeah. A full rest requires is a full rest is less forgiving. Oh. A full rest requires a week of downtime at a comfortable location. <laughs> Goodness. This restores all ability scores. Oh, okay, so if you get like knocked all the way out for stuff. Okay, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, going to be how we recover? Is just like on the ship as skeletons if we're like dead, or how does that? Uh, not necessarily. Um, since you guys are are, uh, are. skeletons, <laughs> um, it's a thing in the uh, the setting that you, basically you reassemble when you reassemble at nighttime. You reassemble. Not as you were when you disassembled, but uh-huh. as you're in your normal state. As my cursed self. Yeah. Gotcha. At time of uh-huh. curse. <laughs> right. 
Items marked as bulky, like oh, uh, musket. Dylan's musket, generally require two hands or significant storage to carry. Uh, bulky weapons require two hands to wield. Okay. Anybody carrying three or more bulky items is reduced to zero HP. So, assuming I have my... That's hilarious. Assuming I have my musket out, I'll be using both hands for that always. Okay, cool. Yes. What uh, what right. weapons are strong? What so uh, I'm I'm high in strength. What mm-hmm. weapons I'm a strong are strength? Boy, he says <laughs> I am strong boy. Uh, what weapons are strength based? Because I have a pistol, and I feel like that's probably dexterity based. Well, so like we I said, there's no wrong. <laughs> oh, there's no, no there's no rolls oh, to hit, right. so weapons aren't strength or dexterity based. They just have a damage die. Oh. Um, and while I'm thinking about it, let's say we're gonna classify your um leg as a <laughs> <laughs> as a crude weapon that does yeah. d6 da- that does d6 damage i love that you can just oh, swing the perfect. leg i got it over some guy so it seems like a pretty straightforward system i love it yeah yeah uh very much opens us up to explore yeah. neverland explore our characters without too much crunch getting in the way um it gives you freedom to develop your characters i'll share i think i shared it with you guys before there's a concept that i was reading about called the quantum character or quantum character generation which is where characters are not born with skills we don't figure out what a character's skills are character creation we figure out what their skills are as we go through improvisation if it feels right for your character to have a certain skill that is necessary in a situation that you encounter, then we can write that down. If that skill evolves, then it evolves over the uh, the course of the campaign. Cool. That's not something that's specific to Into the Odd. That's a more general yeah. concept H- that I found. DM? Yeah. Yeah. That's a more general concept that I found while reading through some uh, role-playing blogs. Yeah, I do blogs. like that. You see if there's anything else big that I need to touch on in Into the Odd. So experience, the way characters level up. Mm. It's not going to be exactly the way it is in the book, um, but the book essentially uses milestone sure. XP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is going to tie into the fact that your characters can't die. Yeah. Um, what better way to learn and grow than by failing over and over again and having to 100%. wake up <laughs> in some hole that an animal <laughs> buried you in or... Yeah at the bottom of a lagoon or something like that. And that's even included in the, uh, the stats for pirates in the book oh, yeah? is every time you encounter a group of pirates, they get stronger. They have like an X value that's added to their stats that increases every time you, uh, <laughs> you run into them. So they get harder and harder to deal with the, They learn your, uh, your capabilities and they learn how that's to fight fun. you more effectively. Ooh. But when a character levels up, uh, you gain D6 HP and then roll a D20 for each of your ability scores. And if you uh, roll higher than an ability score, you add one to it. Mm, okay, interesting. I like that a lot. So you can bump up your weak stats a lot easier. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's the... That's the rules, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's the rules. I mean, that Love took, that. what, 15 20 minutes? 20 minutes, yeah, that's it. Um, that's awesome. Um. And... There's so we... a lot. There's a lot more to the book besides that, oh, but sure, that's yeah. what that's what you guys and and the uh, 
audience need to know need to know so far yeah and then uh-huh. other things will come up as we play certainly so right um so c- regarding the setting um yes is this like are we going up against pan or are we going up against the island or like what is our like where what is <laughs> Uh, so let's hope that you don't have to go up against Pan. Because, <laughs> spoiler alert: uh, Pan is not easy to deal with. I'm sure. Um, no. So your character's goal has—you've uh, been given a task by Captain Hook, um, who covets the power of a falling star, mm. which is. A phenomenon that happens occasionally on Neverland where a shooting star will fall to the earth. And those fragments of those have great magical power that can be harnessed if you know how to do it. Cool. Um, so he wants the power of a falling star. Should we get him Jamie Lee Curtis? Ooh. Too she's, a, what? <laughs> she's, as, she's as great as she's ever been. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you need to look at the news, apparently. Actually, I actually have not uh, read the news, but there is some weird story. But anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, Continue. Anyways. Irrelevant. Um... <laughs> So yeah, he has sent you off across the island to find where a falling star has recently landed. Sick. We'll be opening with you guys uh, kind of in medias rest, as it were, midway through your journey towards where the falling star is. Awesome. I won't uh, spoil anything about where the first session will start, but Mm -hmm. that's a general idea. In the belly of the whale. Oh. Oh, thank you for getting that reference. Wow. Okay, that's <laughs> such a weird, specific niche reference. <laughs> we just have these niche. I love that we have these niche moments in our shows where it's like, you know, if you understand this, you're in the right place. Yeah. Right. Uh, There's so much great music we could use for this season too. Like, oh, I'm, absolutely. I know. I'm just gonna make some sea shanties. Will be great. Yeah, sea shanties. I'm feeling Ocean Man. Hey, the Wellermans. Feeling... Would you like to do a collab? <laughs> <laughs> Um, John's hit us up. <laughs> we'll go through some of the uh, the factions that are on uh, Neverland. Oh yeah, um, please. Obviously, Who are we dealing there's with? Peter Pan. There's Peter Pan and his Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. Uh, there's Captain Hook and the Pirates. Who I'll read you this guys is... a little bit more in depth of, Yo-ho! so you can kind of know what you guys have been up to. Um, a pirate life for me. We steal some socks. We steal some jewels. We also steal some cats. <laughs> Captain Hook, Smee. Get ready for a lot of this, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's. I mean, it's on brand. It's perfect. I feel like I you gave jobs, me an accordion. That was your first mistake. Have, have, have coffee breaks. <laughs> Pirates have sea shanty breaks. <laughs> I and will be recording various accordion things to send to you to include inside of the. <laughs> do you have an accordion? I or do. A synth that can be an accordion. I have both. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so, Captain Hook's me and the pirates. Uh, Hook made a deal long ago, and in doing so, cursed himself and his crew. Now they live only at night, dying and turning to skeletons during daylight hours. Sounds like me on any given weekday. <laughs> now, the the pirates do have some allies in Neverland, and oh. those are the those are the spiders. Oh. Okay, are these literal they spiders, are... or is this a faction called the spiders? N- no, they are literal spiders. They are oh man-sized spiders. Oh! Um, Hello, the Sheila. spiders have a good working relationship with the pirates. Define they... a working relationship. <laughs> so, uh, we'll move are on to... Are we talking to... like Mirkwood spiders? 
Mm, kind of. Um, they're they intelligent, they, obviously. They communicate, they communicate across the web. Uh. <laughs> Is this like Charlotte's Web? Like they just write out letters? Every once in a while we wave back and forth. I'm pretty sure they can speak. Okay. Um, it's a really good relationship. That was not even a joke. Because ship, because pirate. No, you're fired. Are you saying that doesn't cut list it? <laughs> I can't. All right. Get it together. So, Sorry, I thought it was a really good hook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next time someone says something dumb, just remember it's, it, 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 it isn't Shmi. Uh, sorry, okay, I'm done. Are you? I'm dead. You're so the pirates the and ah. Captain Hook's goal... Captain Hook's goal is to expand control across the island, but okay, we're faction territory. The pirates have a the pirates have a disadvantage in that they can only travel at night, and we're pirates. So part of part of what they've been doing has been building secret caches all across the island, where they Sick. can store themselves and also equipment, <laughs> primarily and, uh, whatever else that they need. Cool. And the spiders have been helping them do that. Oh, cool. Um, are they, they big help. spiders or small spiders? Man sized, they said. They are man sized. Are they right? And they come in. They Ooh, come in. Good question. Uh, they probably would not like that as they are but, sentient but are beings. They? I mean, horses are sentient I mean, beings. I mean, I can give a guy a pig. No, I mean, these guy. are sentient, like, sentient. They can talk to you and, like, you know, communicate. They are as sentient as you guys are. Oh, wow. Okay. Are they venomous? Uh, some of them. They come in many shapes and sizes. Uh, so there are. But you said they were man sized. So is it like well, man sized too too small size, or is it like? Uh, are the no, man sized spiders partnered with the normal size spiders? Men 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 come in many different forms, so they can be like anywhere from like five foot to like six foot eight. Okay. They come in but, they come in forms including uh, camel spiders, spiny spiders, ooh. sand spiders, spitting spiders, trapdoor spiders. Oh, I love trapdoor spiders. Yes. Ugh. A man-sized trapdoor spider is the worst thing I've ever thought of in my mind. Yeah. A man-sized spider. Oh, that's terrifying. I'm picturing this now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So absolutely the, not. <laughs> the working relationship that we describe here is the spiders have been helping the, the pirates travel during the day because the spiders can carry their bones places, and they can also help God, the pirates uh, build up their stores. Those and pirates can the pirates can carry their bones places. I love have that. Have we never sentence. tried sending these man-sized spiders to attack the young children who are our enemies? <laughs> well, so, gener- that sounds like a great strategy. Got an eagles and Mordor thing going on here. Peter Pan and his lost boys um, are more than just a group of children. They are granted their eternal youth and any other powers they may have by. Uh, a name I'm sure you guys have heard before in folklore, Queen Mab. Ooh. The queen of the fairies is the reason why... Yeah, we're dealing with uh, some Peter... powers here. Yeah, there's a reason why Peter Pan has not been killed by Captain Hook yet. It's have because we... he has Do we clash with the Lost Boys a lot on the island? So, clash may be the wrong word. They are still... Uh, they may be eternally youthful and effectively immortal, but they are still children. And so 
I would uh, phrase it more as mischief. Okay. Like, if watching any of the movies, Peter Pan is usually, like, pranking or that's true. just sort of pulling one over on Captain Hook more so yeah. than he is actively here seeking to They're here conflict. to troll us. Yes. Besides those factions, there's also the merfolk, or the, the mermaids. Sick. As you know, there are lots of mermaids on um, Neverland. I dated a mermaid um, once. Is that how you lost the leg? Every pirate says they've dated a mermaid once. It doesn't mean you actually did it. She wiped there's, it. There's, oh, yeah. Another important fixture of Neverland is the crocodile. Yes, um, the crocodile. Who I'm sure you'll excited to be to find out is enormous in oh, this good. version of our setting. Excellent. Um, large enough, more than large enough to swallow many, many, many people. Um, Can he swallow entire ships? Uh, not quite, but he could easily swallow a dinghy. Mm, oh, that's or still, small, that's still a, scary. Another small boat. Uh, so not Kraken uh, level, but like big old croc boy. Let me see if... He can't swallow my dinghy. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. That's so joke. bad. <laughs> uh, Guys, okay, for context, we, re- we, we record these after 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, and our uh, boy is not a night owl. <laughs> I am not. But for context, I work night shift, so I'm always up at this time. This is my morning. <laughs> this is okay, my bed. So here's... Uh, maybe Krakenish is actually more accurate. So Ooh. according to the stats in the book, his head is nearly 150 feet. Oh! 200 feet. Tail, 250 feet. Yeah, this is a kraken. But it's a crocodile. Yeah, he is massive. Here, a I'll kraken show you, dial. I think that's the size the, uh, of the island. The artwork. Whoop, if I can, Ooh. let me tilt my camera. You may notice those palm trees. Oh, those, that's right that's there. some good context right there. Yeah, those those, yeah. those the palm trees are like the size of his tooth. Yep. So yeah, the crocodile. He's huge. He wants to eat Captain Hook. Has he? Uh, as far as you know. How did no. he just get the hand if he's that big? Well, it was real he may not close. have always been that big. Ooh. Time works differently in Neverland. Um, most of the inhabitants in Neverland are, if not ageless, immortal. But cool. and then uh, talking about factions, there's also uh, the gnomes, who are yes the, uh, gnomes. Who, Yes, they we got are gnomes? the, uh, and I imagine them as being kind of like garden gnomes or the gnomes yes! from the gnomes from um. It's the gnomes from Gravity, Gravity Falls. Falls. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, but they are the ones who are in charge of maintaining the island. They maintain oh. what little little infrastructure the oh, island that's can so be said good. To um, so is this like turning mm-hmm. into almost like a West Side Story where like the gnomes in the center with like the pirates on one side and the little boys on the other? This mother? brings me so much joy. You guys may encounter uh, Shmebulok if you happen to run if you happen to run into the gnomes. There's let's see. They just start there's coming giants. at you snapping. Uh, there's Queen Mab, as I said, Queen of the Fairies, and there's the fairies that follow her. Yeah, I was saying, so we got fairies, yeah. And there's one more important Tinkerbell. Group. Uh, well, the, yeah, there's Tinkerbell. She's one of the the, aren't fairies, like, the pixies. Aren't there natives to the island? There are. That's what I was about to bring up. Ah, uh, indigenous. And it's important that we bring this up because uh, if you know anything about Peter Pan, if you've and seen J. the M. Disney Barry. movie, there are some not great depictions yeah. of indigenous peoples in and guess those what? stories. It's worse in the books. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's worse in the books, which is 
saying something because it's really bad in the Disney movie. Yeah. So in this version of Neverland, the indigenous people of Neverland have been reimagined as sort of a tribe of dryads. Oh, um, sick. They're, they're called the Tilwith Teg. Ooh. Um, so we got some like Celtic stuff going on here almost. Yeah, they are kind of Welsh almost. Nice. Um, and they are... Does that mean they don't pronounce said, their R's? <laughs> yeah. As I said, they are dryads, so they Love are that. essentially tree tree people. They are nature spirits that That's inhabit cool. trees. Love that. They, it probably goes without saying, do not like the pirates. Yeah. That tracks. Do they like the Lost Boys? Or is I it just any invader? <laughs> I don't know what their relationship with the Lost Boys is. And I'm pretty sure they don't frankly, like the pirates who you make guys boats don't out of their trees or the That's Lost Boys who make... I, I'm pretty sure they don't like the, the the pirates who make boats out of their trees or the Lost Boys who make tree houses out of their trees. Probably just any yeah. foreigner to the island coming in, taking their yeah. crap, yeah. colonizing them. <laughs> uh, so that's <sighs> sort of a general... Sick. I love the world uh, already. This is great. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I'd like to close out this episode with the blurb from the book from the beginning of chapter one, The World. Many have heard of the island. Stories of pirates and mermaids and children who fly tend to spread with relative ease. But to most, that's all they are. Stories to tell children at night. Hmm. Tales to send them off to a happy, dreaming sleep. Nothing to dwell on beyond that. But it's all true. The details have been muddied, and it's been a long time since the Darlings first flew to Neverland. But the island does exist. There are pirates and mermaids, and a gang of boys who take to the skies. What the stories don't tell you is how dangerous it all is. The kidnappings and threat of murder are fun and exciting from the safety of your bed, but it's very different when you're staring down the mouth of a crocodile big enough to topple a castle. <laughs> Speaking of which, the island is far more wild than what was written in the books. Giant beasts and constant threats abound through the island. Mummified corpses haunt the swamp, and no shadow is safe on a bright sunny day. This is Neverland, or at least this is a Neverland. Like memories or stories, there are different versions depending on the narrator. And this is where you come in. So I hope you all are excited. I hope you're all as excited as we are to join us for season two of Minions and Misfits. Uh, a, a, story of, a story of pirates, monsters, treasure, and boys who fly. And gnomes. And some gnomes. And man-sized spiders. Just horrifying. Yes, and some big old <laughs> stinking spiders. Oh, I'm so excited. This is going to be great. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll see and you soon, everybody. Yes. See ya. See ya, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Minions and Misfits. If you like what you heard, please be sure to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, on Twitter as at Minions Misfits, and on Mastodon as MisfitsPod at Dice.Camp. See you next week.